Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest. A weekly look inside Kennesaw State football. Takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong and the Owls in the wildest game in their history. Hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. And now let's go inside the nest. Inside the Nest, presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary, and we come your way from a chilly Fifth Third Bank Stadium, and we're in preparation now for Week 11 of the 2019 season as the Owls travel for the first time to Hampton, Virginia. Nathan, first of all, good to have you here. We look back first at a 38-35 win at Campbell, one that didn't start especially well, but one where the Owls kind of found themselves a little bit And I think a huge confidence boost for this team to bounce back, given what they had gone through the week before with the home loss to Monmouth with so much on the line. Yeah, and Coach Bohannon mentioned during the postgame interview, big win. They just needed a win. They needed to get that taste out of their mouth, the loss against Monmouth. You know, you're a big favorite going into Campbell, and you only win by three points. I think that's disappointing. The team did some good things. You lose your quarterback, Daniel David, for, for that game. Tommy Bryant came in and, and has really shown that he, he is a solid backup and can put this team on his back if David's going to be out an extended period of time, which I think we'll talk more about that later. But, yeah, I think it was a good win. I think it was a big win. And uh, now you've got Hampton to focus on. Two more games left in the Big South. And, um, you know, you kind of do some scoreboard watching with Monmouth as they beat North Alabama this week. Um, they actually travel to Campbell this week so we'll be scoreboard watching again and see what happens here are coach Bohannon's thoughts on not only the Campbell game but looking ahead to Hampton I'm obviously coming off a gutsy road win it's proud of our kids I think we learned some things and there's a lot of things we got to get better at we won we didn't play particularly great but we won and I think coming off a tough week that was big for our kids that was a confidence booster got to go back on the road again play a good Hampton football team obviously they're new to the league so we probably don't know as much about them as well as some of the other new teams that we've played in the league. But when you look at them, you got one of the highly recruited quarterback playing for them that's a heck of a player that was at Florida State. Then you got the running back was Virginia Tech, highly recruited kid. Their wideout core is really good. So offensively, I mean, they're pretty potent. They can run, they can throw, they can do both. And it's all led by the quarterback. I mean, he makes them go. So we got our hands full on that end. We've struggled with that. We've struggled tackling a little bit and things we got to get better at that we're working on. But we're going to have to really go make a lot of improvement from last week to this week to have a chance to slow down a really balanced group that can run and throw offensively. Defensively, athletic, kids that can run. On both sides, i got a lot of transfers that are playing for them. Their best player, I think, is probably number nine on defense. Their inside linebacker, I think, is leading FCS in fumble recoveries. They're a good football team, you know, and they have a lot of FBS transfers in their program right now. But they're a good football team. we got to go up there, a place we've never been again, and kind of navigate the circumstances and go see if we can improve upon some things we did last week and get better. So it's going to be a challenge, as every week is a challenge. Winning a ball game is a lot of hard work during the week and then navigating adversity on the weekend. And we're going to go at it again this week and see if we can find a way to get it done. I think the emergence of Tommy Bryant has been significant, obviously, because he's played a key role, really. And that's one of the things about this offense, Nathan. Quarterbacks are going to take a beating in this offense. So 
what it does is it presses you into a position where your depth players are going to play, and then when moments like this arise, they're kind of ready for the occasion. No, of course you don't want your quarterbacks to get beat up, but it's the nature of an option offense where quarterbacks run the ball and take a lot of hits. And I think this positions Tommy very well to be the leader going forward. And I mean more beyond this year, but certainly for this game and potentially beyond. Well, and what Tommy Bryant brings is right now he's averaging five yards per carry, yeah. um, which is which is excellent. He's also a much better passer this year than Daniel David has been. His quarterback efficiency is 214. He's competed, completed 13 of 25 passes. He's got six touchdown passes on the season, which is something – three of those came at Presbyterian yeah. um, in a big game there. But, um, you know, he just oh, brings – two last week. And two last week, yeah. <laughs> he, he just brings a different dynamic. You can feel – a different type of leader on the on the field with Tommy Bryant taking nothing away from Daniel David. I think he's done an amazing job stepping in his uh, redshirt senior year. But moving forward, you have Tommy Bryant this week, and uh, I think there's a lot of confidence around this young man. You know, one of the things that concerns you a little bit is the fact that here in recent weeks anyway, the Monmouth games where it really stood out. But, of course, in the first half or the first two-thirds of the first half of this game that they just finished against Campbell – tackling has not been good and I think it's less a matter of scheme than it is tackling hasn't been good and there have been a lot of broken tackles now defensively the Owls did kind of pick it up later in the game fortunately for them because that helped flip the whole thing even though the plank mysteriously didn't make the trip it turns out the Owls got a couple of turnovers that were big and I think from a confidence standpoint defensively that lifted them a little bit And realistically, the 38-35 score was a little bit misleading. I mean, by the time Campbell scored the 35th point, the game was essentially out of reach. Well, and and I think that the defense, although they've had trouble tackling at times, I think it's in the open field they're having trouble tackling. They're still only allowing less than 100 yards per game on the ground. They are averaging about 200 yards in the air. Some of those tackles, they are in that open field kind of one-on-one. This team knows how to put helmets to the ball, and I and that's where I think they're really good at. But you do have some concerns about those missed tackles because they turn into big plays. You miss a tackle, we've seen 60 yards be broken off by the opponent. You can't allow that to happen this week. We've talked about this as much off the air or off the digital realm as we have on, but one of the things these teams have done of late is kind of the dink and dunk, and when you utilize a mobile quarterback – that adds a dimension as well against this zone defense. And when you do that, it puts a premium on making tackles in the open field. And you can understand what opponents are trying to do, and it's on the Owls to make better tackles. Yeah, the last couple of years you've seen quarterbacks drop back and be under pressure, throw interceptions, get sacked, tackles yeah. for loss. North Alabama really kind of put – Kennesaw State's blueprint, how to be successful against their defense, on the map. And that's that kind of a West Coast offense, kind of dink and dunk, like you said, down the field. The quarterback's holding it a fraction of a second before he's throwing it, and it's not allowing the defense to get a lot of pressure. So your blitzes are ineffective. And, you know, it's just, it's an adjustment that Blake Carroll's going to have to make, and we'll see what happens here against Hampton because I have a feeling this is a team that likes to pass the ball. They'll likely come out and do the same thing that – North Alabama has done, Monmouth's now done, and we saw last week at Campbell. Well, and of course, every game at this point is you try to get, at minimum, a postseason berth. Still an outside shot at the conference, as you alluded to earlier. 
if the right things happen, but your laser focus has to be on today. Let's practice well today. Let's practice well tomorrow, and let's go to Hampton and get this thing done. You can't really afford to look beyond what's right in front of you, in other words. No, and you just have to pick up a win. I and mean, I don't know that you care whether it's a one-point win or a, or a 49-point win, but I think it's going to be favorable. This is Hampton's first full year in the Big mm-hmm. South, so this is the first team that we're seeing in conference that we've never seen before. I think it's going to be a good thing for Kennesaw State to go up there and kind of let them know what Kennesaw State football is all about. Speaks to the depth on the part of the Owls. Noel Parker won one. And then this past week, of course, Tommy Bryant and Antavius Greer. These have been guys that have been named Big South Players of the Week for their categories, and it speaks to the depth that the Owls have here. Yeah, because you lose Isaac Foster, and there was a big question mark. Of course, he's your special teams player of the year in the Big South, and just a spark to this team. When he goes down, who's going to step up? Well, we immediately saw Antavius Greer kind of step up and and be that guy who can match the speed, and he's done some great things for Kennesaw State. Again, with Daniel David going down, Tommy Bryant's there. So, yeah, the depth of this team, especially in those positions, and you have to because this kind of offense, I think you like where you're at with that depth, and I think you like the experience that Antavius Greer is getting. Looking down the road, and obviously this is speculation on my part, but I think another guy we were going to hear a lot from before it's all said and done, down the road more so, but has started to play a key role this year, Adolu Adelike. This guy can really play. Yeah, and I think I like his blocking. He's had to step up, and Kevin Ficklin also has done a great job stepping in. And, and a guy, we called his name a couple times last year in some cleanup roles. Kevin Ficklin's had some big games, big runs for Kennesaw State, as well as Adolake. So, again, you like your depth at running back. There's no doubt about that. And as Shaq Terry, your only returning starter from a year ago, graduates and moves on, you'll have to rely on those guys. Yeah, and of course the Owls are fortunate that Shaq Terry has one more year here as well. So they ought to be in pretty good shape in terms of depth going into 2020, but right now we're focused on 2019. We'll have an Owl Spotlight segment coming up for you. Brandon Joseph will have that in a couple of moments. Right here we will take a timeout. We remind you that Inside the Nest is brought to you by HelloFresh. We greatly appreciate HelloFresh sponsoring these podcasts all year. And we look forward to doing that a lot more this season and hopefully beyond this coming week and the next as the Owls strive to get to the postseason for the third consecutive year. Back after a quick timeout, you're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. 
Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game, fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State football, the gold standard. Kick is high, end over end. Going to carry to Greer. Fields at the five, far side along the numbers 10, 15, 20, into the open 30, to the 40, midfield 45, 40, and dragged down at the Campbell 37-yard line. Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh. Time now for our Owl Spotlight segment, and this week we shine the spotlight on Owl's slot back and kick returner Antavius Greer. The sophomore averaged 34 yards per return against Campbell and gave the Owls great starting field position. His returns of both 33 and 58 yards both led to Kennesaw State touchdowns in an important win for the Owls last Saturday. Our Brandon Joseph catches up with the reigning Big South Special Teams Player of the Week. And Tavis, first off, congratulations on the big win versus Campbell. How do you think this team rebounded this past Saturday? I think we did pretty good. I think we came out at practice with the mindset to get better. You know, we took a loss. We just, Everybody came out with the mindset to just get better and just keep moving forward. The one thing that Coach really said to us was the energy, like the energy he saw. He wants to see more of that. How do you feel the energy has been? As the season goes on, it's tough. You, you guys have been taking hits in practice and in games. It's tough to keep that energy up at 100%. Yes, sir. I feel like just mentally we just have to keep the energy going and physically we just have to come together. Everyone just bring the energy ourselves. Since Isaac has gone down, you've kind of shined in the return game. So talk about stepping into that role and becoming one of the primary return men for the Owls. I feel like it's, it's going pretty good, but I, I have to thank my blockers. If, if it wasn't for my blockers, it, it wouldn't be for me. I feel like they could put anybody back there, but with our blockers, then they get it done. One of the things that people don't realize is that it's really tough to be that guy back there returning, especially punch. You got to find the ball, find the defender, find the ball, find the defender, mm -hmm. then lastly, find the ball again. So just talk about that process for the people listening at home. Well, each and every day we go out, practice it, work, like we just go through it each and every day, kind of get it stuck in our brain. So when it gets in the game, we just don't, don't try to overthink. We just go out there and just do what I prepare for every week. So we know Antavius Greer, the football player, somebody who's coming into their own, somebody who's growing in this OWL program. But if not football, what would Antavius Greer be doing? Um, I think you'll, you'll see me doing something with football, honestly. Okay, you're one of the guys who loves the whole process yes, of the game, yes, so probably a coach. Yes, sir. So talk about that. What kind of player are you? Are you the type of player that coaches can lean on, can yell at, or are you one of the guys that you respond better when coaches put their arm around you and just tell you what you did wrong? I feel like I'm very coachable. I feel like if the coach tells me something that I need to work at, I'm going to work at it. I'm not going to talk back. I'm just going to be very coachable and just work at work harder on what I need to do. What one moment that defined where you were a kid growing up that you went, I want to play football? Do you have that one singular moment, whether it's watching college or the NFL? Just watching high school football each and every day, like I just see my brother out there playing, and I always just thought to myself, like, that's amazing. I want to be out there playing one day. And now that I get to play at the college level, I, like, I'm just so on it. What position does your brother play? A wide receiver. Are you faster than him? That's yes, the question. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who has better hands? Me. Oh, so you're better all around. Yes, sir. So would you tell him this to his face? Yes, sir, I would. So Thanksgiving gets very interesting <laughs> in the household. Okay, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Antavius. Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh, and Nathan and I will take a closer look ahead to the upcoming game at Hampton, as well as scenarios for who wins the Big South. Kennesaw State can still pull it off, but we'll need some help. 
All of that after this timeout. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. If you've been wondering what could solve your dinner dilemma or ever wanted to try out the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh will be there during home games to talk about healthy eating and sustainability. Our brand ambassadors will have example menu cards for our typical recipes and also feature specialty diets such as keto, gluten-free, and vegan. If you've been wondering what the keto diet is or perhaps how meal kits help the environment, we've got all the answers. We'll have a special discount if you find the HelloFresh is right for you. Come learn about healthy eating with HelloFresh. Fans will have more reason to be excited at kickoff this season as Kennesaw State will host a free tailgate, live music, and a variety of food trucks for each game at Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Prior to every home game, fans can get ready for game day with Owl Town, a free tailgate that begins three hours prior to kickoff. Located at the Owl's Nest, off Busby Drive, across from the Gold Lot, Owl Town provides a fun and festive atmosphere for all ages. Owl Town will feature live music, a variety of vendors, and there will be inflatable fun for kids. Get there early because thanks to JD's Barbecue, Owltown has free food to the first 200 fans. Alcohol, soft drinks, and water will be available for sale. Owltown closes 30 minutes prior to kickoff, but KSU is excited to announce the addition of food trucks inside Fifth Third Bank Stadium. Every home game fans can add local and unique flavors to their game day experience. Kennesaw State football, the gold standard. Here's Bryant dropping to throw, got a man wide open, touchdown. Touchdown Shaq Terry out of the backfield. Beautiful play call, sucked everybody up and snuck Terry behind him. And Tommy floats it over the top for the score. Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh. Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary. And now we turn our attention fully to the Pirates of Hampton University as the Owls take on the Big South newcomer, Hampton, who comes over from the MEAC. It's an HBCU, and they have a lot of storied history there. They also, according to Coach Bohannon and according to what little bit I've seen on tape of them this week, Nathan, there's a lot of talent there. And the record, I think, in a lot of instances is a little misleading. They play very well on defense. They play particularly well against the run on defense. If you look at the stats over the course of the year, And a little bit like Jacksonville State did last year, they have a quarterback that has transferred from a Power 5 school, a traditional power, although struggling this year, in DeAndre Francois, who comes over from Florida State. He's had a big year. They also have very good receivers. Judeikis Bonds is the one who leads the group. But they're going to be a dynamic and challenging, very athletic opponent, and they're playing on their field. And I think you're right. They're very athletic, and I think that the reason they have a 5-5 five and five record, it's not the Francois or Bond. Those pieces are very good. You don't mm-hmm. have the, a lot of the surrounding pieces. If you take Francois out of it or Bond out of it, and Bond is almost at 1,000 yards receiving already. He's at like 850. So I think that their support pieces and their depth probably isn't where it needs to be. But a very good team. They put up 40 points against Presbyterian, 65 points against Elizabeth City State to open their season. So they know how to put points on the board. They're averaging around 35, 40 points per game, although they did play some lower caliber talent, as did Kennesaw State, to be fair. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. They do have a lot of talent, and they may remind you a little bit of Campbell, who's got a good-looking young quarterback. Of course, Francois is a little bit more seasoned because of his history, but um, – same style, can run. I think that the Owls are going to have to find a way to contain and tackle better than they did against Campbell. You know, that is an old facility there. Hampton Stadium was built in 1928. Do you remember that? And, yeah, right. Yeah, I think I, I think I was in my – yeah. No, but, I mean, it's one of those – 
kind of a historic type of facility. It used to be called Hampton Institute. You would know this because yeah. you spent part of your childhood in Hampton. Yeah. I spent part of mine in Newport News. So both of us are quite familiar with that area of the country. I think it's going to be fun to go over there. But yeah, it's kind of one of those that when they have big games at home, and a lot of those are, of course, the historical rivalries with other HBCUs, but that place holds about 12,000. And it'll be interesting to see whether and all of those things factoring in, what kind of crowd they draw for somebody like Kennesaw State, an unknown but a ranked unknown. Their stadium, they've already got 40,000 people have attended their games yeah. this year. So they're um, right up there with Kennesaw State, who's had 31,000. So good history. Uh, yeah, I grew up there. It's going to be going to be interesting. I don't consider it my home because I've been in, in sure. Atlanta, Marietta uh, since 1987. But uh, I did spend the bulk of my elementary school years. It's a great military community community down yeah. there so looking forward to get back there to to the Fort Monroe area and mm-hmm. and Hampton to play a team that I knew about as a young kid and you knew about when you, you lived in that area because it was uh it was a big presence there in Hampton not a lot going on besides the military base and and Hampton Institute at the time but football is is a, a staple in that community the Hampton Crabbers you and I've talked oh, about high school yeah, yeah anyone that seems remember that remember the Titans is T.C. Williams in that Alexandria Virginia area so a lot of good history not only in Hampton but in the state of Virginia so if that's a, a recruiting pool that Hampton's drawn from they're going to be pretty good pretty quickly if they can just get a couple of extra players you know you mentioned the fact that overall they're five and five they're coming off a tough loss at Charleston Southern where the game went to overtime they fumbled the ball and Charleston Southern was able to win the game in overtime but when you look at the record five and five four and one at home which means they play pretty well in their facility, which adds to the level of challenge for Kennesaw State. The Owls have losing against Monmouth, and that game at halftime seemed to be almost out of reach. Then you go to Campbell, and you've faced adversity here two weeks in a row. Um, I don't know if it's a bad thing that they faced adversity and challenges because I think it prepares you for going on the road. Any college coach is going to tell you it's so difficult to win a road game at the Division One level. You're going on the road again against a Hampton team that has nothing to lose. You've kind of been back on your heels the last couple of weeks. We'll see how this team responds. It's a very young Kennesaw State team. We'll see how they respond. Yeah, and piggybacking on that point, when you talk about a very young team, you got a lot of guys that are really playing their first real year of significant playing time in college football. And that's a grind, mm-hmm. and it wears on guys. And I talked to Coach Bohannon about this this morning. Obviously, the biggest development you see in players is generally between the freshman and sophomore years because then they've had a year with the strength training. Then they've had a year with the nutrition plans right. that are set up for these guys. In other words, a year in the culture, a year to adapt to the speed of the game, the size of the opponents, all of those things. And the Owls, with so many guys that are freshmen and or redshirt freshmen that are seeing their first significant playing time, Maybe you're a little worn down at this time of the year as well. Yeah, and I think that you talk about building the culture and how important that sophomore year is. Look at Markeith Montgomery. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has really stepped up and, and been a leader on this team and led that secondary, which has been under attack the last couple of weeks. So I think you're exactly right. The, the sophomore year is so important, and the Owls being a young team, they have got a lot of young players that are getting a lot of experience, especially that young offensive line. Looking down the road, you got to think that this experience is going to be great for the culture, and, and you're going to welcome in a new set of freshmen that probably aren't going to have to play because of the experience these guys are getting this year. That is a 1 o'clock kickoff from Armstrong Stadium there at Hampton University, and we will be on the air at 1230 
of course, prior to that game between the Owls and the Pirates. 12.30 a.m., 106.3 FM here in the Atlanta area. You can also get it on the TuneIn app or at wfom.radio.net. Tommy Bryant, this is the opportunity for maybe him to emerge as one of the leaders of what will be a very young team again next year. And this is his first start of his career. So as much as you hate to see Daniel David go down, what an opportunity for Tommy. And I think for the long term, a great thing for Kennesaw State that Tommy gets pressed into this role a little bit with a postseason berth potentially on the line with two games left to go. And really, the conference not even out of the question. Yeah, and I, I want to give credit to Daniel David. He was in agonizing pain against yeah. Campbell, stayed on the field with his team, had his uh, shoulder iced in a sling just after the injury, but stayed there and was in every single huddle. That kind of leadership lends to Tommy Bryant's success, having, having da- Daniel David there to help him along the way. It was a gutsy thing for him to do. We've seen what Tommy Bryant the tools he has, the athleticism he has. I think you're right. I think it's a great opportunity for him. His first start on the road, it's hostile territory. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how the team responds to him because we've seen this team pick up some penalties, false starts and and maybe illegal formation. Offsides. Offsides, yeah, on the defensive side. So I think the penalties have got to be cleaned up. You're you're losing 70 yards per game in some of these penalties. That's a big problem. Big plays called back, too, the play by T.J. Reed a week ago. No doubt, no doubt. So how does a young quarterback in his first start overcome some of those things? Well, hopefully he doesn't have to overcome them because your team – no one on this team is a freshman anymore. They've got playing time. But how does he overcome anything like that? Time will tell, but I think Tommy Bryant and this team's in good hands. Um, great quarterback coach with Cody Worley. They like the what Tommy Bryant can do. You actually heard murmurs uh, during the offseason about would Tommy Bryant compete against Daniel David for the starting position, and he did, and Daniel David beat him out, and you've seen why because he he's so successful. But this is, a good, this is a kid they've liked. They've liked for a long time, and he's getting his spotlight against Hampton. Talking about Daniel David, we certainly hope to see him back in uniform this year and that the Owls have the opportunity to play beyond the next two weeks. We will certainly see, and it'll be all about how they handle things on the field as to whether or not that happens and probably get a little help from the committee at some point. But Daniel David, the two things that stand out for me when I think about his time here at Kennesaw State, for one, the unselfishness. He transferred in here from Appalachian State. Mm -hmm. He knew the situation with Chandler Burks kind of entrenched as the starter. And, I mean, he would—he became such a valuable guy. He did get significant playing time because the Owls would win some of these games by lopsided margins. But the two moments that stand out for me, first year he was here, back in 2016, up at Duquesne. It's your second year of football. It's a defending playoff team, one that certainly thought they were going to beat you that day. Chandler Burks goes down before halftime. Who leads the comeback? Daniel David. Beyond that, the South Dakota State game last year where the Owls are down 20-3, to Chandler gets roughed up and has to leave the game. Daniel David almost engineers a comeback against a team that ended up in the semifinals. Yeah, I mean, Daniel David's done so many good things, and, and just to see him on the sideline, he knew he had to step up as a vocal leader when, when Chandler Burks left. And, he, and we talked during the offseason, he said – not something he's comfortable with, but he knows he's got to do it, and he's done it. I mean, I get a chance to be on the sideline with that team and, and can feel when he's on the field and around those players, they're listening. And Daniel Davis done a great job filling shoes that really are unfillable with Chandler Burke's graduation. So 
He's done a great job. I've enjoyed watching him play, talking to his family. He's a gutsy athlete, and uh, they don't want to see his last time on the field to have been at Campbell. They, they hope he comes back. Obviously, we do too. And you, you can't say enough about these young men who give the type of effort that he gives. Watching him come off the field, you know he's left nothing on there. And it, that's a credit to him and this team and how they prepared him for the season. Here are Coach Bohannon's thoughts on Daniel David. Oh, he's done a heck of a job. He's done a heck of a job this year. He's led our football team. We hadn't won every game, but it ain't been awful either. You know what I mean? So I think he's done a great job. I'm proud of him. I hope we can get him back. I hope we can do what we need to or we can get in the postseason and have a chance to get him back. But I'm proud of what Daniel's done. He's done a heck of a job leading our team this year. And like I said, hopefully we can get him back. So, again, it's the Owls and the Hampton University Pirates coming your way on Saturday, 1 o'clock kickoff Eastern Time and a 12.30 pregame show here in the Atlanta area, 12.30 a.m., 106.3 FM, and, of course, on the TuneIn app as well as wfom.radio.net. Another variable before we sign off here to think about, you know, you're over there in that coastal area, probably going to be pretty windy. I don't know yet what the forecast is, but probably not going to be especially warm over there either. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like going to be in the 50s. It looks like it's going to be dry, which is good. But you never know, because of the, the wind that comes off the Chesapeake Bay, what you're going to be dealing with. Whether they, For Kennesaw State, having a spread option, that always benefits you. But the kicking game could come into play, and you never know what's going to happen. And You don't want this game to come down to kicks. But you want Nathan Robertson to get the kicks that he has opportunities to, and you don't want him to be sailing left and right because of some stiff wind. So, but it does look like it's going to be clear, cool, and late November. We haven't had a lot of success with dry days. It'll be nice to have another one up in Hampton if we get it. Lastly, the one opportunity the Owls would have to win the conference for the third consecutive year, you need to win at Hampton. You need Campbell to beat Monmouth. Campbell at least is at home and, as we just saw, is a dangerous team. They face a Monmouth team that came in here with all that focus and did what they did. We won't refer to that game again, by the way. But they did give up 38 points a week ago, and we saw that Campbell can score. So the Owls need those two things to happen. If they do, the interesting scenario is you go into the final week of the season with essentially record-wise a three-way tie and everybody has beaten each other in some form or the other. And then it comes down to, I think, points allowed in conference play, and we'd have to see how that all shakes out. Yeah, the 45 points you gave up to Monmouth Hurt here at home. But, you know, when you lose control of your own destiny, you start looking at these, you know, how many points we scored for and against, and that tedious – thinking it will drive you insane that's Let's, worse too where some of the garbage touchdown type yeah. things that happen come yeah. into play yep absolutely so i just want to see how it plays out the expectation is kennesaw state's going to go take care of business this weekend and we saw a very good monmouth team you kind of expect they're going to go down to campbell and take care of their business and see how it plays out but you never know and, and it was a big surprise Presbyterian beating Gardner Webb. Yeah. Anything can happen any week. Big South football. It's been a fun season to watch. Disappointing at times. There's been highs and lows. It's coming down to the last few weeks, and if it's a three-way tie, that kind of fits the bill for this season. And it really is great that if it were a three-way tie going into the final week of the season because then you've got three other teams that haven't had as good a seasons that have the opportunity to play multiple spoiler roles. There's all kinds of scenarios, but it does take the Owls winning. It does take Campbell winning, and we won't worry about Campbell right now because we can't. It'll be the Owls against Hampton. Nathan, that'll about wrap this episode of Inside the Nest, and 
As always, enjoy doing these. It's a little chilly in this booth, but it's a heck of a lot nicer than it is outside. Thanks, as always, for the time here on the Inside the Nest podcast presented by HelloFresh. And we will talk to you Saturday, everybody, as this ride continues. It's the Owls in Hampton. We will talk to you then. Go Owls. Thank you for listening to Inside the Nest. And tune in all season long for insights and analysis on your 2019 Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.